0: I'm author Mark Muncy.
1: And I'm author Erica Lance.
0: And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers.
1: Ooh, greetings, travelers.
0: Yes, yes. I almost almost wanted to do the greetings, travelers. Yeah, but uh, I'm not quite there yet, so. I That's okay.
1: Well, it's the twentieth, Mark. At some point, you know what? You better do it for a Halloween episode. Oh, I, I've I got see. I've
0: got something special for that day. So, oh, that terrifies the crap out of me.
1: Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, so exciting things.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been, uh, you know, it is spooky season. It is and, spooky uh, season, and we have been in the height of spooky season since. You know, oh gosh, we've been in hype spooky season since August. But uh, you know, but for us, we got to spend a creepy night in the woods of Kentucky, uh, just like I did as a child, you know, and I got to share ghost stories with you as we were at Mothman. Um, but I got to share with you one of my favorite things ever. And yes, and I got to share it to you, with you there in the woods at night, about as spooky as I could make it, right? Um, yes, it,
1: it, it was in the middle of nowhere, um, <laughs> surrounded by a haunted tree and haunted woods.
0: Yep. And yes. I, and we hooked up the TV, and we we hooked up the uh, the laptop. Now, when I watched this, it was a completely different experience. So, um, let me take you back on the way back machine. And yes. we're going to go back to Halloween, 1992. Yes. And I was in the UK on coming home from my second trip to Europe. And that was my last trip to Europe, actually. <laughs> I just realized that. I uh, haven't been <laughs> back since. Because uh, uh, I became a dad like right after that, you know, and all that. Um, and I was in London Spending the night, Halloween night, in the UK, and what did I do? I came back to my hotel room and turned on the telling because I was a nerd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and on. Well, you might have had a long day, Mark. Who knows? It was it was a long day, and I I couldn't get you know tickets to a, a uh, you know any of the London Broadway or anything like that, uh, which I had done the last trip in the ninety. Uh so um so I I was just like all right, whatever, it's gonna be what's on TV. And, and I saw my boy Craig Charles from Red Dwarf was on some haunted Halloween show, and I was like, Whoa, what's this? So I started watching, and I watched about an hour and a half of one of the most amazing things that I'd ever seen on television.
1: Yes, yeah. now one of the things we have to do with this way back machine a little bit is let people know what it was like during that time period. Because I think we've gotten so used to having cell phones and all kinds of stuff and and having cameras in our hands, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah, this was 1992. But that's not
1: what it was like back then. No,
0: 1992, we still had cameras. Uh We still had, you know, uh we had phones. I think I recall having a cell phone on that trip, but it wasn't like a cell phone. It was like, you know, the old... Nokia, you know, didn't even, you know, no camera, you know, just could dial, you could use it as a phone, right? Uh, yeah. didn't even have a calculator function. Uh, and um, I had it, but it was in the UK, so roaming charges were ungodly expensive, so I wasn't using it at all. It was for emergencies only. Um, and uh, there was no internet, you know, to speak of that I can recall at that time, uh, just you know, basic. You know, basics and uh the television there was the BBC and you had BBC One which was their news channel uh, and main station and then you had BBC Two which was more like the entertainment network and I believe there's two others I think it was a three and a four and every time I started saying that I started thinking of the Austin Powers song Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh but generally three and four was like sports and things like that stuff i didn't watch um and four was like documentaries and things like that so bbc one i turn on and there's craig charles and all this and i'm like wow this is this is pretty cool and then michael parkinson is hosting it and i knew him kinda i'd seen him host a couple news shows and then they had some lady there who was the psychic expert and then they had a couple, the, the two couple that ran the morning show uh, was in this haunted house in England somewhere, somewhere in greater London. And I'm like, wow, that's not far from here. I wonder if I could get to that because this is supposed to be live. And I'm like, I wonder if I could actually head over and see this thing filming live. But I'm like, i ah, man, I don't have a car. You know, I don't know. You know, it's London. London's a nightmare. I'll just sit and watch this. And I started getting drawn in. And there's two teenage girls, you know, that are with with their single mom, and uh, and there's and and they're they're haunted, they're poltergeists, and and they're gonna prove that poltergeists exist. And they had a phone bank there, you know, that you could call.
1: So I'm gonna give mine because you were talking about this, but I'm gonna give mine. So this entire program opens up. Because I've now seen a recording of this program and it opens up and it is a new show and they have a psychologist expert who's been with this family investigating this paranormal and the family initially went to the papers and then the papers, um, they got a bunch of flack saying that it was uh, all a joke and everything but the mother of these two younger girls was under a lot of dress because of what was happening and her daughter kept getting hurt and so this paranormal psychologist not even looking just for ghosts but looking at um whether or not she believed what they were saying was real right went in and so it starts with that and that they're going to do an investigation in the evening by sending one of these reporters into the home with the film crew Another one of these morning show reporters is manning the phone banks because that's how things used to go. You'd call in with tips and information and stuff like that,
0: right? Yep. And then almost immediately they show some pretty cool footage of an event that had happened previously in the house. And uh, you hear bangings on the walls and all this other stuff. Um, And the girls you know, are trying to figure. you know, you know, you, you're, they're terrified and, yes. and you're drawn in. And I thought I saw this strange figure up in the corner of the film. Now, now watching it now on a high def TV, it's pretty obvious what's going on. But back yes. then I'm watching it on a low res VHS ty- style screen is the best I could describe it for people. And you know, on a, on on a regular over the air transmitter, so it wasn't like cable or anything at the time. And yeah. uh, and I'm like, wow, this is in this old hotel in London, you know, which is already a haunted hotel. So I'm, I'm like, in the perfect atmosphere for this. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is. Did I see that? Did I really see that? And then it cuts and it comes back and then and then they start getting phone calls, and there are yes. people saying. Hey, I saw this figure in that footage that you broadcast earlier and and they go back and play back the footage and it's what I thought I saw isn't there. And I'm like, "Oh, man, maybe I you know my my head was playing tricks on me." Um and I'm getting sucked in. And I didn't realize I was getting sucked in. And, and Craig Charles keeps popping up telling jokes wearing a monster mask at one point, you know, breaking the tension. Um and I'm like, wow, this is going to go on for a couple hours. I, I better settle in. So at this point, I go get a snack, and I'm just, and I'm riveted, right? I come back. Yeah. I can't wait to watch more of this. Uh, now, we're watching it, you and I, up there, and they've replayed the thing a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned that the ghost's name, the, the they've named the ghost. Yes. Mom, when something bad happens uh she 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 blames it on the pipes in the house you know central heating central plumbing because they hear the knocking they hear the banging on the walls so it's just pipes so the kids take that that the ghost's name is pipes so they go mom it's pipes pipes is back pipes is here and um now in the meantime the reporter girl is like talking about all these things that happened they're they're playing games with the kids And the phenomena just keeps building and building and building. And it's really like watching a crazy documentary of what's going on. It really
1: is. And very, at no point, like, so, you know, knowing knowing what I know now. At no point, though, if I was just watching this on broadcast television, I would have thought they were really doing this. There's no showmanship in how they're doing it. They are doing over the camera. They have the the cord for the camera out the door. You know, the house is changing temperature. They're reporting on these different things that are happening as time is going by. But they have these people calling in with what they're seeing in the background, what they're seeing on the film.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. And and then this... which
1: is narrating some of what we're not seeing in the film from the people that are in the house.
0: Yeah. And uh, now what was fun is this was done by uh, BBC and they put their phone number up, you know, to call, which was the main BBC call in line. Now, if you called in that line, you were told what was going on and given a chance to tell your own ghost story that would be used on a future program. The problem was so many people started calling the line got flooded and it was just a busy signal 90% of the time. Now what happened was this as in case you haven't heard or guessed yet, this was a fictional broadcast. This was, this was them having Halloween fun. But they
1: had had, um, Programs—they called it Ghost Watch, yeah, but they yeah. had had programs that were called like ER Watchers. They watch, had
0: different, hospital yes. watch, police watch, which were basically cops, and you know, like and and some of the real reality TV shows of today, where they would spend a shift in a police station, spend a shift in a hospital station, you know, and then they would edit it to get, you know, they would do it like three or four nights, and they would edit it into one show. And so that's this was very similar to that, and but it was them looking for ghosts. Um, so if you called in, you got the message, hey, this is a fictional show from BBC One. Please leave your ghost show. You know, go your ghost story for a future episode. Because it was originally written by Stephen Volk, who uh was this great screenwriter, and he was originally pitched this as a six-part series where a paranormal investigator um uh, was gonna investigate a bunch of this one North north london house and things were going to get worse every week and what happened this was going to be the last episode which was the live broadcast from the property basically similar to uh the great nigel keel who we will discuss at one point who did the Catermas experiment and all this um a science gone wrong in a paranormal you know area and yeah and that was what his tribute this was his tribute to that and then instead of doing the miniseries, they decided to do it as a 90-minute special and just do the whole thing, like episode six, and made it that live broadcast. And they were really worried about it, and BBC was not going to air this. And so they insisted that at the beginning, they put in opening credits with the writer's name and the screen one title sequence so you knew it was a movie. The problem is, if you tuned in like me, you missed all that.
1: No, and it it played out like a documentary, including it escalating. They, they did do a whole thing where the older of the two daughters, they caught her banging on the walls and then thought, okay, she was doing this whole ho- hoax thing. And yeah. then it actually escalated to the story behind the house, which was that um, a gentleman had lived there with his mother,
0: was it? yeah he was secretly lived there at you know because that was very important British tax rolls you had to you know list who all lives in every property and all this and so they had a subletter which would is not you know part of the you know the history and this is the big secret of the show was that uh first they, they was talking about uh mother Seddens who was a baby farmer who murdered children. Uh, is supposedly in that house and then um but then an anonymous call from pipes's probation officer uh says that his real name is raymond tunstall and he was a pedophile and who believe and was believed to be possessed by mother Sedens, and he hung himself in the 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 room under the stairs uh and his body was eaten by his by cat's because they had not like him.
1: eleven cats or something.
0: Yeah, like something that? like that. Yeah, his face had gotten eaten, and um, and as the house is exploding and more shits going on, uh, so, you know. Now you know I'm getting upset because I mentioned an s word. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, the camera crew, yeah, you know, forces the door open to the uh, the secret room under the stairs for the first time, and then suddenly everything goes black. And it's the war, the world's all over again. There's 10 seconds of dead silence and and on television. You know, again, that doesn't happen. And then suddenly everything's back to normal. They get the signal back, everything's fine. Everybody's back and the house looks great. And, oh, okay. You know, you know, just some technical difficulty. And you're like, what, what, what happened? And. And the ghost is messing with him. It's taken over the show. It's taken over the thing. And then that's what they're kind of implying is that everybody watching this is basically creating a giant seance, a giant fear if we will. Yeah. Um, and the whole country is now in on it. And, and, and the, the show ends with the studio basically blowing up. And Michael Parkinson you know, the, the great, he's basically Walter Cronkite for UK at this point, mm-hmm. um is basically acting possessed, walking around the studio and starts speaking the lines of the ghost, these nursery tale-like rhymes of, of the ghost. And, you know, and, and then that's it. It cuts. And then we get credits. And then I was like, what, this was a show? I need to see more of this. And then, of course, the next day in the papers, I'm flying home. I see the paper, BBC terrorizes nation, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. It it was a disaster for BBC. Um it was, and I think it's again, you know, we we already did an episode on War
1: of the Worlds and what happened there. And similarly, this happened, but um one of the things I think a lot of people don't realize with today's modern technology is there wasn't Google the way there is. There wasn't no. like is this real that you could look up you were relying on something and they did it in a way that made it appear like it was one of the shows that was seriously doing reality tv yeah and when you do that you have an entire audience that that um is like what the hell and i know watching it like obviously you told me about it i knew what i was um getting into But they did it brilliantly, having these well-known reporters, having this thing and, you know, having this story that very closely resembles something else we're going to talk about when we come back after the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did all of these things and it appeared everybody was in on it. There was a news truck. The street was blocked off. All these things were happening. You had this. Actually
0: filmed it six weeks prior you know and edited it together beautifully um they got thirty thousand phone calls people upset with the bbc the next day and uh including one from uh parkinson's elderly mother who was terrified for her son (laughs) oh my goodness uh and then uh the tabloids you know had a field day with it you know of course because they hate the bbc as such and um now Sarah Green, the young reporter girl, had a kids show on Saturdays called Going Live, and supposedly she had told the kids that they were going to take them to the haunting location and it was going and show them that she was taking part in a reality show, basically. But that never happened. That was debunked. But uh, but she did host that show, so you know maybe yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, so for years that was banned, it was never allowed to be aired again. And the bootlegs circulated, right? You know, because yeah. that was the you know you know, this is we can't watch this show and all this. Um, and there were kids who said that they had you know serious psychological defects and stuff. It does not come out, 1992 does not come out on any media till 2002 10 years is when it finally comes out on dvd you know um and then um the uh the writer himself decides to make a documentary about it and uh you know and he finally it calls ghost watch behind the curtain And they did that for the uh, uh, much later as a documentary. And that comes out in 2012 for the 20th anniversary.
1: And that's where we learn
0: all this other stuff.
1: Yeah, but the reporters had to go around and apologize. Didn't everybody have to apologize like big time?
0: Well, they thought it was just going to disappear because 90% of the shows on this thing just disappeared and then you know there was, was basically a, the week you know the tv movie of the week what you know what tv movie of the week on abc do we talk about you know nothing you know and then, you know this was made for that type of thing and it finally you know with that documentary and all that it now has become this classic and people talk about it all the time as well did it in you know did it inspire the Blair Witch project Well Eduardo Sanchez says he didn't even know about Ghost watch until after the movie Blair Witch had come out you know uh but a few other shows have credited it you know um that it was the influence you know there's a um um gosh what what's that um uh, Darren Brown? who does a TV, you know, like a hoax show over there in the UK. He admits this was the show that inspired that, you know, um, and it's, it's crazy, but it, it, it there's a great, Stephen Volk has been just really proud of it now. He can finally talk about it now. And, um, you know, and, and he's even hosted a national seance, you know, with some of the cast to, 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 to you know, in an aircraft hangar, right and they were calling it you know ghost watchers you know and stuff it was it was pretty fun um and uh but the the live they did a live event in 2018 and it was pretty fun so that was where they invited fans to come and it was on uh this new social networking site called twitter you know, oh my and, gosh uh, a new social that, networking you know. site yeah and then it became a yearly thing that people still do it uh you know, I've had precisely when the show broadcast, which is around 9.30 UK time, you know, on Halloween night. So people still do that occasionally. So, wow, yeah, now everybody raved about it, you know, critics and all that. But now what's fun when you do watch it, you have to kind of Roger Rabbit it. Remember uh, when, you, If you ever went back and rewatched Roger Rabbit over and over again, like I used to, you'd write down all the Easter eggs you could find that's the kind of thing you did with this documentary when it finally came out, you realize they threw the actor who played pipes, the ghost into a bunch of scenes that would not be seen on an old, the, you know, maybe blink and you miss it kind of stuff as, you know, um, yeah. there's that bit where I thought I saw him in the corner of the screen. Well, yeah, when they first played it, there's this outline of them. And then they refilm it. They, then they rewind it and play it again. And he's not there. It's, you know, they they filmed it twice and it looks like, oh, one scene he is there, one scene he isn't. So it's your mind playing tricks on you. Of course, you couldn't rewind back then unless you were recording it on your VHS, which I just was in a hotel. Couldn't believe me. I looked everywhere to try to find copies of this thing for ages. I finally got a bootleg, I want to say late nineties uh, before the DVD release, you know, uh, back when you could buy those and, uh, you know, cons and stuff. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah what'd you think when you watched it
1: so what i thought obviously you know for you know we talked a little bit about me and you talked about this yesterday just when we were chatting that there is you know our, our expectations our expectations are very different now for what you know you have paranormal activity and stuff like that where we go this is what we kind of expect to see now and we have all these ghost shows, ghost faces. That's my jab, you know, what shows I'm jabbing at. But anyway, um, so I think that, you know, we to go back, like I could look at it and go during that time period, because again, I'm familiar with that time period, right? Yeah. During that time period, I would have been very, freaked out about this. Like this would have been something that really bothered me and I would have thought it was real. I would have thought they were literally doing a documentary on it. I mean, part of me would have been a little like, "Really? Really?" but the way they did it, I go, "Oh my god," cuz it wasn't over the top cheese. Now, the end scene with the studio and the oh, giant yeah. um, you know, uh, you know, séance thing, that I was like, I don't know about that. That would have thrown me to go, this has got to be bullshit. But up until that point, totally realistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. he was was a part of
0: it. perfect. Yeah, literally sucked in. Yeah, there's the banging noises. There's the cat sounds they throw in later secretly. There's so many wonderful things. And it all, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is so familiar. This is following the classic progression of what we would call the infield poltergeist and i'm like why is nobody talking about the infield poltergeist or the infield haunting and well, that's because that's what they based it on you know that's what stephen volk based it on but we'll talk more about that when we come back i was gonna say we'll be right back and just to do a plug
1: real quick um we put a link in the show notes here So you can watch Goat's Watch. We heavily recommend it, travelers, to watch this. Because if you can put yourself back in time, since Mark has traveled us back to 1992, if you can put yourself back in time, you can appreciate what they did with this at that time. So that's what I'm going to throw in two cents, and we will be right back.
0: Erie, Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch-black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goatman of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What are those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock? Or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more.
1: Destiny Beard, the lyrical
0: soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. And we're back.
1: We're back. Ooh, All right. Haunted by the seance of Pipes. BBC past.
0: <laughs> Pipes Pipes is, uh, Pipes is letting us know that he was here. So. Oh, I like uh, it. But, um, but we... Um, are going to travel back further in time now. After yes. So we are going back to 1977. And we're going to talk about the greatest year of all time because that's the year Star Wars came out. Yes. So, no, uh,
1: Star Wars came out in 1976.
0: Yeah, uh, but 77 is when it hit wide release. Yeah, so. I saw it in 1976. I'm so. sure you did. A few of us did. had to wait till 77. So, because we lived in the boondocks so uh of of the back hills of west virginia and only two theaters and we had to wait for annie hall to stop playing uh but (laughs) uh uh, but anyway so 1977 79 we're still in the uk and the seemingly ordinary london home was tormented by a poltergeist the infilled poltergeist most infamous if not the most infamous one of the most infamous cases paranormal activity of all time and it inspired several films including the conjuring 2 yes uh, ed and lorraine warren traveled to england to investigate it uh that film is fictional yeah but they did come to investigate this for a day uh but they were not the lead investigators on this case and um some of the stuff they came up with was not at all involved with the case, but let's get back to the case, right? Let's, let's, let's do, let's do the facts and uh, let yes. you make up your mind. So uh so single mother, start? yeah. Single mother named Peggy Hudson and she has four children, not two. And she lives in a home in Enfield um, and more than 30 eyewitnesses all describe seeing things at this house. Yes. Um, I like how on a recent show, somebody was talking about there were like 60 eyewitnesses to a UFO encounter and people still didn't believe them. And they're like, we've had murder cases with less witnesses that people have gone to jail and, you know, and, and been put to death with testimony on that. So this is 30 people describing items flying through the air. Um, uh, You know, well matches bursting into flame spontaneously, and one of the young girls speaking with the voice of a very, very old man. Um, and so some people say this is it, this is the case, right? If you don't believe in ghosts, you want this is the case, and then others still say this is one of the greatest hoaxes of all time. So Peggy and her family live at, uh, we can say this now because it is a public location, 284 Green Street in Enfield in North London. And her four children, she's got Margaret, who's 12. got Janet, who was 11 at the time. Johnny, who was 10. And Billy, who was seven. And she knew something was happening because the first time she hears a crash upstairs, well, you know, four kids, single mom. Yeah. I'm going to hear crash. I single dad. I had two kids. I heard crashes all the time. Wonder what the hell was going on. Uh, but when she gets up to investigate, Margaret and Janet are just kind of in the corner and there's of the girl's room. And she's like, the, the chest of drawers is, is moving to the bathroom door. And she's like, Oh, don't be silly. You know? So she goes over and she says, I just couldn't believe it. It, 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 I pushed it back twice and it kept sliding across to the bathroom door. This big you know, dresser and it just keeps sliding across the floor. And she said, by the third time, I couldn't even move it. It was like something was pushing it back against me. Then the strange knocking noise starts spreading throughout the house. And Peggy goes to get help. So she goes to her neighbor and says, what is this noise? What is going on? And finally, the neighbor's like, I can't help you call the police so she does the police constable shows up and says the the police witness report mentions the constable saw a chair fly over off the floor to them about a half inch off the floor it's not like flying like Hollywood and it and saw it slide right about three and a four you know three or four feet before it comes to rest. That's the you know the report. Uh, okay, and with that, we basically are at the beginning. Um, wow! And now, uh, Graham Morris, who's a Daily Mirror photographer, you know, of course, which is you know kind of a not the tabloid, but just above, right? Uh, barely, house, barely above tabloid. Barely above. He comes to the house because he's the first one to get the letter. And says, "Oh, I've got to see this, right?" And he said, "When he got there, things were flying around, people were screaming, and he got hit by a flying Lego." You know, don't you know? That's that's we we've all been there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, and it seemed to be focused on Janet, the eleven-year-old. So, uh, Janet later said, "You know, she felt like she had been used and abused by this spirit." Um, some unknown force yanked her through the air and levitated her. And then she started getting the voice. She could hear this voice in her head, and she was not speaking it, but it was speaking through her. And then one of the voice so Morris gets his recorder out and starts yes. recording these weird voices. And one of the voice, it starts grunting at first, right? It just uh rah, rah, rah. And then he's like, look, if you can grunt, you can talk, you know, talk to me. Yes. And And you played these recordings for me. Yeah, they're available. They're available on the internet easily. Yes. And, um, and, um, they're terrifying when you listen to them, when you realize there's an 11 year old girl who, man, she's a hell of a voice actress, but they even taped her mouth shut to see if the voice would still come through and the voice was still coming through. Then they did the I'm I'm talking about, you know, traumatizing a child. They forced her to put like colored liquid in her mouth and then taped her mouth shut. I mean, what are they trying to prove that she's not Charlie McCarthy or Edgar Bergen or something, you know, uh, (laughs) and, um, and then the voice is still coming through. And one of the lines that gets me was this um, just before I died, I went blind and then I had a hemorrhage and I fell asleep. And I died in the chair in the corner downstairs. Uh, and then what we found out is that the former occupant of the house was a man named Bill Wilkins, Wilkins, who had died in that exact way years earlier, but there was no way the family could have known that. yeah. You know, there's just no way. So this goes on for a couple years, right? and wow. 1978 ed and lorraine warren come to save the day right in, as in the conjuring movie um in the film they come and they do conclude it's an authentic haunting and um and but they and, assume it's demons because that's what ed and lorraine always do is it was always demons. a demon always a demon um and uh, but that's their growth that's their background that's you know yeah as a preacher so uh, now, Ed's quote on this case was, now, you couldn't record the dangerous, threatening atmosphere inside that little house. But you could film the levitations, teleportations, and dematerializations of people and objects that were happening there, not to mention the many hundreds of hours of tape recording made of these spirit voices speaking out in the loud rooms. So so they did document it, which is great. Yes. Um, Now, some people said Janet made up the voice of Bill and that her mother encouraged her to keep doing this for fame. What fame? The family was basically blacklisted. Yeah, Yeah, um, but one of the most damning instances, which is something that mirrors our ghost watch, is they actually caught the kids bending spoons. Yeah. Uh and, well, uh and
1: this brought up so this was on the documentary and we hadn't you haven't talked about this yet but there was a point where the media shows up and and lorraine and there was a pressure to have this be even more fantastical than what was legitimately actually happening
0: happened. yep yep and and so the kids are you know encouraged to bring up you know show show the goods yeah it's not happening you know, kids they need instant gratification and they're worried that these grown-ups aren't going to pay any attention to them and aren't going to believe them. So they decide to fake a few things. And that's exactly what the kids did and um uh, Janet insists her quote was that they faked 2% of what was going on because they didn't want to be alone again. You know, they were alone, their mom nobody was believing their mom and um and then You know, the Morris said, you know, this isn't like this was before you'd get money to appear on talk shows. Right. This is before the Jerry Springer era. This is way before any of that. This was the 70s. This was not. uh, What was it called? Checkbook journalism. I think it was called. Um, So but anyway, sometime in 1979, though, it basically stops. It peters out. Uh, they said some strange things like odd noises and stuff happened, but nothing extreme happened in the later years. Okay. But they'd said it sticks with you. It's um, Margaret's comment, uh, one of her, my favorite quotes from Margaret in this, it stays with you every step of the way. It's just like a death, really. It gets a little bit easier as time goes on, but then the fear and the memories of it and what happened never leave you. Yeah. Um, and Janet, who got the worst of it, her final quote on it was, I don't care what they think. Janet says, I know what happened and I know it was real. Now, this is before everybody had all that electronic equipment and everything to investigate these things. So having a tape recorder was a big deal at this. Him having a camera, you know, Morris having the camera at this place was a big deal. And he even set up a timer so it would take pictures randomly you know like but about every 15 minutes and that's where they got some of the shots of things flying and stuff like that but everybody's like oh but the kids learned the timing and so they were able to use that and we don't know now the conjuring movie yeah it used this as a basis because ed and lorraine did go visit it and lorraine spent a day there uh and um but that's it they just came in and left and and if you talk to janet you talk to margaret everybody else involved it got worse after they came because they were antagonizing things they were you know messing with things and they were doing and they they basically did an exorcism and said okay this house is clean we're gone yeah (laughs) and it wasn't no and um and then they, you know, but it isn't Hollywood, gang. They didn't, you know, put Bill Wilkins's spirit to rest or anything like that. It just subsided, um, and the families have moved on since. Uh, they are still around, and uh, we'd love, to hopefully, have them on. We're, we we yeah. reached out, but it is UK versus US, and like I said, they're, you know, they've they've gone on with their lives. They really don't want to relive this over and over again. But they're being kind of forced to because The Conjuring came out. Conjuring 2 came out based on this case. Yes. Then um, BBC decided to do their own version of this and show the real story. And they did one called The Enfield Haunting. And it was a two-night miniseries. And it shows Morris's side of the story. And it even shows that Ed and Lorraine showed up for 10 minutes and were gone, you know, basically in the, in the, in, the, in it. Um, but now we just found out ourselves that one of the reasons why we did this episode and had to get it out before Halloween is because Apple is doing their version of it. Apple plus Yeah, <laughs> the infield poltergeist. And I'm yeah. curious, and it's a documentary. So we'll see how much docu is in the documentary. Uh, and a little, hopefully a little less mock you. Like uh, in uh, Ghost Watch, but what was fun is the the family of the Invincible guys talked about Ghost Watch at one point and did say that uh, that show basically got the emotions right. Yeah, that kids were experiencing trauma, and and you know they're still living with it to this day. So there's there's our ghost story gang.
1: Well, oh. and you know what's interesting about this? So, if you, I, I suggest listening to the recordings. Apparently, the Apple documentary used the recordings. Didn't the kids? They came out and recanted at one point, and then unrecanted, right? Didn't right. that happen? Like they came out and they were like, "No, never mind," because they were yeah. getting so much crap at school. And-
0: they were getting torn up. One, one, there's a you know, Janet said she gotten you know, a black eye from a girl at school who, because it was a Catholic school and, you know, yet, you know, you can't have ghosts. Ghosts don't exist. You know, it's, it's demons. Say it as a demon, say you've made it up anything, but a ghost. And so that was when she decided it was time to recant and say, no, we all made it up. We, We did it. Just so she'd stop getting beat up at school. And she'd say, oh, her mother forced them to do it. Cause at that point her mother, you know had gone on you know with their life so um, yeah and that's but now you know years later they're like okay look we were forced to do the recant you know um but they did admit to you know faking the bending of the spoons but they were also doing it they said to see if they could do it because the spoons would be they'd open a drawer and the spoons would be bent they'd open the drawer and all the cups the teacups would be smashed but it wasn't like a normal breaking of a teacup. They were like melted. And they were, they, so they were trying to smash teacups to see if they could make it look like that. So, you know, if you're a kid, yeah, that's, you're trying to experiment. How did this happen? Let's see if we can make it happen. I bet you did it, Billy, you know, and you're blaming it on your sister. So let's let, you know, you try. And I think that's where yeah. some of that, you know, comes from. But that's also kind of ritualistic. That's making it happen, that's manifesting it. And I think there is a little manifest in the ritualness of this, right? You know, if you're, if you're doing this, it could cause these problems. And a lot of, one of the things they did in ghost watch was they were talking about all this prehistory of the area and that the ley lines cross over it and stuff like that. We've kind of mentioned ley lines here and there, spiritual connectors of, of iconic places. Well, even on the original guy who was investigating the ley lines a guy named John D a medieval alchemist one of his maps of London guess what there's a ley line right over the address of the Enfield poltergeist it's a junction wow. of three ley lines so well
1: and you know I'm a believer in that having experience which we're going to do my our ghost story episode but having seen what it's like to be on ley lines i 100 agree and um yeah that's a little that's that's spookiness so
0: and it's the same line that uh goes through some of the old the morley rectory the borley rectory and a few other places so uh oh wow which is another very iconic haunted location in england so um so anyway gang um that's hollywood versus reality and um uh, you know, for Halloween for you, I highly recommend that you watch Ghost Watch and just have fun with it. You can check out that infield haunting uh, from it's, the BBC. Can, you said it; it's a public site now. What is it? Oh, oh, the 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 house, the infield house. It's yes. two eighty four Green Street in London. If you take any of the ghost tours of North London, they'll walk you by the infield haunting house. You can't go in. But you can go buy it and uh, you know take a look at the house. So there are some times they will let the you know, the, the current owners will let you in. But do um, the
1: current owners say anything about hauntings at
0: all? No, they do not. But they also do not say it didn't happen. So they they just say it's pretty quiet now. So well, good, good.
1: Hopefully, Billy's moved on. Ooh, gave yeah, myself yeah. the heap of jeebies with that yeah so yeah there, mean, there's a traveler or you could travel to your couch with some popcorn and watch yes. ghost watch watch the conjuring 2 and watch the new apple documentary on the infield haunting
0: yeah and and um uh, and like i said but you can also listen to those ghostly voices man that's that's some crazy stuff i uh, will
1: say from listening to that I believe a hundred percent it's real. I believe that they were going through that. Listening to some of that stuff, listening, there is no way, there is yeah. no way that these kids made this up. Absolutely yeah, how
0: would they not. know about that and everything? And maybe a neighbor told them or something. But these are little kids. This is not. And this is the seventies. What what you know? What's to be gained by this? And now, admittedly, in search of and some other stuff, we're starting to turn or you know show up around then. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is coming yeah you know, so but still ghosts ghosts is not the big part of that that was aliens and and bigfoot and all that so yeah. um i don't know i i i think morris was on to something i think he stumbled onto this story and i think he was brilliant for recording it um that oh, you know their their recant said that they were learning ventriloquism uh i don't i i don't even know some hollywood ventriloquists who can uh or Vegas ventriloquists who can tape their mouth shut and still make an old man voice say some things you know I'm out um, of a little 11 year old girl's body yeah no yeah yeah and then um you know and then the uh the the girl flying through the air screaming I mean you'd have to the famous photo of that is just how do you how do you time that I mean yes, you knew the camera was going off at a specific time jumping off the bed, the, the view of the terrifying face, the other kids screaming, you know, in terror, looking at it, that would have been amazing to tr- try to do that with a TikTok app and make a fake photo of someone jumping, you know, and all that. That takes well, a lot of Well, not only time that, to...
1: there were witnesses to it. It's not just the kids. Yeah. There were
0: witnesses to this happening to her. No. People came so over and, you know, cop, the chair with the cop. That's one yeah. that's always overlooked the you know the the book the bookcase it kept sliding and they couldn't push it back you know this these are the the doc, you know the the paranormal team you know he he wrote what he saw you know and it's and the fridge know. what didn't the fridge weigh like 400 pounds yep. and it was moving
1: and moving. they're like oh the they're... kid moved it no 11 year old kid is moving in a 400
0: pound refrigerator yeah. with nobody yep. seeing them move it Yep. so so like i said it's one of those it's worth investigating. It's worth watching and definitely enjoy the stories gang. And you know, if you've got your own ghost stories or anything you'd like to share with us, please call the BBC hotline at 081. No, just email me. <laughs> Eerie travels.com or drop us a line through the website at the Erie travels website. Uh, we'd love to hear your stories. We'll add them to our ghostly tales of, uh, you know, coming up. I'm sure we're going to do a few more episodes of those. And uh, wow, gang, I, you don't know what else to say. Well,
1: after you guys watch and listen and stuff, we'd love to hear what you think. We'd love to hear yeah. what you think of the infield haunting and of Ghost Watch. It's one of Mark's favorites. So he would yeah. love
0: to hear from our other travelers. Share, share what out what they think of ideas, it. Gang, and let us know. And if you're following along with uh, Night in the Lonesome October, let us know how you're enjoying that. Uh, any of the other things we've got going on for spooky season. If you haven't seen us at one of the events, Yo, know, we we we've wrapped up a few of them but we've got more coming so just keep an eye on the social medias. We've even got some sneaking in in November now. So uh so just keep an eye out but uh with that gang round and round the garden gate, I think it's time to go. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>